Feet. How many of you have heard a sermon about feet? <laughs> I, mean, I, I have never heard one, so I needed to do this one today. You're here as a part of a series on body and soul. We tend to focus most of the time on soul, and we sometimes miss the holiness of the body. I had a whole course in a seminary once upon a time upon being embodied souls. Both body and soul together are important. We get into a lot of trouble when we start practicing dualism as if the soul was more important than the body. Can I tell you a little story here? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was pastor in San Saba, Texas, about 105 miles from here. They call themselves the pecan capital of the world. And there was a, a man who died who was a big pecan grower there. Uh, thankfully, I didn't do this funeral, but I attended this funeral, and the pastor got up, and, and he, uh, there was the casket there in front of the congregation, and he said, here lies the empty shell. The nut has gone on to heaven. <laughs> That, that's when you get in trouble, you see, when, when you start. And, and in our creeds, we say we believe in the resurrection of the body. Uh, the body is important. So I'm going to be talking in this series about the holiness of the body. And today we begin with feet. Um, I'm going to invite you, if, if you feel comfortable, to take off your shoes and get in touch with your feet. I'm going to do that just to practice. Some children are following me here. Good. Choir members, I'm going to look over my shoulder, see anybody. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a little prayer meditation with our feet, our holy feet here from time to time. You don't have to do this, but... So, for years I've worn... Shoes that are 8D. Think about what size shoes you wear. But Kathy and I are just back from vacation. And the first day of vacation, we were in Lubbock, Texas, where my mom lives visiting her. And I went to the New Balance store to buy some more 759 walking shoes. These are my favorite shoes. And I went in there. And for the first time in decades, someone took my feet in their hands. Because I just order these things online now, okay? Just, this is how I do it. I, I, I just, you know, 8D, I know what I want, and I, I get it. But she was going, and she had dealt with feet. She was the owner of the store for decades. And she said, now your right foot is a half size larger than your left foot. And, and it's rubbing on the outside of your, your left foot also. She said, 8D, she said, let's try this. Let's try an eight and a half, double E, wider shoe. I put those puppies on and go, ah, oh, this, is, this is where you respond, okay? This is, oh, man, oh, just, why had I waited so long for somebody to take my feet in their hands and give me their professional opinion about the size shoes I've I should wear. So I've been wearing these eight and a half double E's. Oh, it's just wonderful these days. And she said, now we do have left and right socks. I go, what? <laughs> I never heard of that before. How much does those cost? No, no, I don't want those socks. No, I'll stick with my regular socks. Thank you. <laughs> left and right socks. Boy, I, this foot technology's really gotten something going here. 
And of course, that night we were in my mom's house and she had this coupon for a free movie from her cable provider. And what is the movie she picks? Cinderella. <laughs> you know the story? <laughs> yeah. That Cinderella who loses her glass slippers, right, right, and uh, the prince goes, try to find who, whose foot fits this. And when the shoe fits, she's the one. And he finds her. You know the, the great, great story how it comes out there. So wonderful Cinderella story. Feet, I, I looked it up online, uh, so it must be true. It said feet are, thanks, feet are comp complex anatomical structures all-in-one stabilizers, shock absorbers, propulsion engines made of bones, joints, soft tissues. Didn't, didn't Sam do a great job with the kids here? I mean, explaining about feet. Yeah. I wanted a massage just hearing him talk, you know, just to, uh, feet help us to stand upright, to walk, to jump, to run. Uh, feet are important. Feet are mentioned in the Bible 234 times. I'm not just pulling something out of the air here, okay? It's, feet are pretty important. Uh, in, any of you have a pedometer? Uh, I'm wearing mine here. Any, anybody here a pedometer? I know you got Fitbits. Yeah, Fitbits. You got an app on your phone. Yeah, something like that. Um, the United Methodist Church is encouraging us pastors to wear these pedometers, and they are doing all kinds of financial incentives for us to do this. Yes, because we log in our miles, and I'm on track to get $250 because I've met all of my goals for this year. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and another $500 off my insurance premiums. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 15,596 steps I'm averaging a day. I looked it up last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's about 7.1 miles uh, and it's not all done at one time in the morning. I get up and walk around. I, I'm, here's a little nudge for some of you who may not have been thinking about your feet too much lately. I encourage you to get moving. <laughs> to get moving. To walk. To run. To swim. To, to, to do something active. It's good not just for your body. And it is good for your body. Lower blood pressure, lower uh, blood sugar, lower resting heart rate, lower respiration, all that stuff when you get moving. But, but you'll sleep better at night, lower anxiety. There's all kinds of benefits. Feet are important. You get my drift. Okay. Some of us have problems with our feet. Can I get an amen here? Y'all can nod... Uh, uh, Heavy breathing, eye contact, something if I touch a nerve here about your feet. Uh, some who have diabetes, you really need to take care of your feet because uh, you start losing sensitivity and blood flow there. Neuropathy, have you heard of this where you don't feel in your extremities so well anymore? Um, bunions, I have a whole list of things here. If, you, if something strikes you, just raise your hand or whatever. Uh, um, Hammer toe, corns, calluses, plantar fasciitis. Uh, did, I, did I do that co correctly? I got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We have so many doctors here. I was intimidated. But um, I have arthritis in my long toe on my right foot. I've had it for 15 years or so. Rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, 
Achilles heel, spurs, ingrown toenails, fallen archers, fractures, warts, athlete's foot. We need to take care of our feet. Feet have grown into our common language, our everyday use of language. We say things like, people vote with their feet. Right? People just will leave the church or any other organization. They won't tell you why. They just don't show up anymore. They have voted with their feet. Sometimes we say, walk a mile in my shoes. I want you to understand what it's like for me. And we say, sit at the feet of the Master. That's what we're going to do here now, is to go to those Scriptures and sit at the feet of the Master to see what good news there might be for us in these passages. I love this Scripture from Isaiah. Wasn't that lovely? <laughs> How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger, the one who announces peace, who shares good news, who says about God's salvation. Our God reigns. Can you imagine this long before the age of the internet and Instagram and Twitter feed and even before the age of, of television and radio and, and telephones and Morse code? Uh, people used to share the news by runners <laughs> to tell what was going on in far off places. So um, imagine you're living in this little village and you see this runner come over the hill and you don't know if it's the birth of the, the king and queen's baby or if it's the latest report from the battlefront. And so when they come and announce good news, ah, oh, you, you pay attention to those feet. And can you see their bloody feet or, or calloused feet from, from, from all of their running? This is the imagery here. I have a pastor friend who happens to be a, a female and... She would like to get, uh, she still does, likes to get pedicures and have her toenails painted. I've never had this experience, but I understand it can be quite pleasant. I don't know. But, uh, so, and she wears open-toe shoes, and kind of like me, she preaches out front. And there is someone in her congregation, if you can imagine this, who couldn't stand her painted toes and sent her an anonymous letter. Now, we preachers, we just love to get anonymous letters, let me tell you. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> and instead of getting defensive, instead of getting all tense and, oh, I wish I knew who that was so I could get back with them and straighten them out, she got playful with it. So in the next couple of weeks when she got up to preach with her toenails brightly painted, she had read this passage from Isaiah, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger, the one who announces Peace, who shares good news, who tells about the salvation of our Lord. I'm asking you today, where do your feet take you? Where could you share good news? And here I'm having a little uh, prayer, a body prayer with your feet. I'm, I'm rising up on my toes, okay? Memory device. Does the world need good news today? Huh? You're a high school student, a girl, and your girlfriend is over visiting. You're up in your room, and you're working on your iPads, and, 
And she just drops casually. She says, I cut myself. And you say, why do you cut yourself? And she says, so I can feel something. Think she needs good news? Do we have good news to share with this person? I was reading uh, something by a popular author who said, um, people today wear exhaustion as a badge of honor. <laughs> you know any tired people out there that just go to the wall and think that that's, that's something to be proud of? Uh, do, do you think they need good news? Do, do we have good news to share? That person? Uh, we're, we're so engrossed in entertainment around here. I, God bless you for being here. I know you have choices. You could have been ACL. You could have, the Texas OU weekend. Bless Longhorns, by the way. You know, yay, 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 yay. So that's great. But, but, but what happens when entertainment doesn't work for the real issues of your life when it's just a distraction and not, um, not the good news that lasts do we have good news for folks? How about uh, when the person hears the message, it was malignant? We have good news. How about the, the man who believes the one with the most toys at the end wins? We have something besides all our materialism. Do we have some good news to offer? How about that man who comes into your office and says, I think I have a problem with alcohol. Uh, you seem like you go to church, you might be a Christian or something, and I just feel so much shame. And I, I know the church just condemns people like me. And you, you take him and you say, no, we believe in a God who loves you. And there's something beyond condemnation. It's called forgiveness that Jesus came to save people like you. Let me help you find a 12-step group. I want you to come with me to my Sunday school class. There's some folks here who understand what you're going through. Do, do we have good news? Yeah. How about violence in our world? My goodness, bombings at a peace rally <laughs> in Turkey. Uh, how many campus shootings this past week? Uh, I mean, did, doesn't your heart just break? It, uh, the, the refugees in... Uh, last Sunday, Kathy and I got to worship at Rancho State House. Presbyterian Church at 9 a.m. That's the church we worship when we go on vacation in our little place at Angel Fire, New Mexico. There's maybe 30, 35 people there, but the walls just radiate love. You can tell that for hundreds of years, people have prayed there, and, and it, just, it just surrounds you. And we were singing this hymn, This Is My Father's World. And it came to that line, and I just teared up. I couldn't get it out. I said, though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. I go, yes, that's the good news that we have to share. We need that in this world, don't we? I'm, I'm rising up on my toes. Who, who can you share with? Where do your feet go? I, I went to a memorial service yesterday for a woman that I've known since 1979, Jeanette Ball is her name. She was... 
was at St. John's United Methodist Church here for years and years. And she wrote the service out before she died. <laughs> and she was very involved with music, and she had picked all this wonderful music. We started by singing Amazing Grace. Huh? That's what we Methodists do, right? We believe in grace beyond everything. God's unmerited love for us. But one of the songs we sang towards the close of the service was... Uh, when you walk through a storm, <laughs> do you know the song? Hold your head up high. Don't be afraid of the dark. And you remember how that song ends? Walk on, walk on. You never walk alone. This is the good news we had to share. I rise up on my toes. Where do your feet take you? What good news do you have to share? Story is the first thing that this, this sermon about feet is. We have a story to tell to the nations that Jesus Christ came. He lived and died and was raised again from the dead for us, for this world. I'm rising up on my toes remembering the story. And the second part of this message is around that second passage that we have from John's Gospel and it's about service. So I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my toes up like this and, and rising up on my heels. To, so I go front to sh share the story. I go back to, to remember to serve here. In John's gospel, I think I could make a case for us having a third sacrament. We have the sacrament of communion where we share this feast over and over again. This, this communion with God, this foretaste of the heavenly kingdom. And we have the sacrament of baptism, our, our non-repeatable sacrament, our sacrament of identity. But I could make the case in John's gospel, I think, for a third sacrament, a sacrament of service. Where Jesus says, I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. I've set you an example. You also ought to wash one another's feet. He asked us to continue. Our, 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 there's some hard shell foot washing Baptists that actually have this as a sacrament. I, I don't mean that we really literally need to wash one another's feet, although that's a, that's a very humbling exercise. Some of you have been through that. But we're called to service, as, as Sam did with the children here today. We're called to service. I know that uh, you find in your worship bulletin there, Christmas in October, if we're going to be doing that, there's going to be a whole list of things for you to choose from, a menu to say, how can I make a difference in this world? How can I serve God's people in this world? I, I know we're recruiting now for Stephen Ministers, that, that caring ministry of, of, of listening to folks and walking with them through all kinds of things. So many ways, I, I think this church does a, a wonderful job of, of, of serving others. I want to brag on the Family Foundations class, this class of young parents with young children. They have really gotten engaged with the Mobile Loaves and Fishes, that, that ministry to the homeless here. They have brought these little children to make sandwiches, and the kids get it. <laughs> the kids get it, that we are to make a difference, to feed the hungry people. Some of those little kids go out on the trucks where they serve those sandwiches to the homeless people, and the kids get it. We're called to serve others. I'm, I'm rising up, I'm picking up my toes here to remember to serve. Where do your feet take you? Where are you called 
to serve. Now, if you've heard this message today and it feels like an ought, a have to, uh, you've missed what I've been trying to say. It comes in response to having our feet washed. It's coming to that point where we allow Jesus to kneel at our feet and wash our feet. And and, and as as resistant as we are to that, oh, no, no, not me, not me. We let him serve us. We get his story first in us. We understand how much we're loved and cared for. And all that we do in our sharing the story and in our serving others is our thank you to him for what he's done for us. Today, we talk about having a digital footprint. (laughs) We talk about having a carbon footprint. I'm asking you to think about a faith footprint. Where do your feet take you? Where are you called to share good news? Where are you called to serve? Your feet are holy. (laughs) You were made to share this story and to serve others. That's the good news I have to share this day. Amen.